Welcome to the Wonder Women series of the Maker Mom podcast. My name is Katie Freeman and I am your host. This week's guest on the Wonder Women series is Sky of Sawdust and Glitter. Sky is a construction project manager by day and a DIY warrior by evening and weekend doing customized projects for her clients. Before we hop on into the interview with Sky, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop, Christy Twisted Twine, Christina B, Jeremy Spies, Sammy Go Sammy Lee, Lauren Rasp File Designs, Sven Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel Moody Makes, Bonnie Toolmom Bonnie Toolmomstore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company. Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly, Reclaim Living Store, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing and continued support, helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week. And with no further ado, here is Sky. Um, okay. So I always start with having my guests introduce themselves. So when you're ready, I'll let you go ahead and do that. Okay. So my name is Sky Alexis. Um, I'm the creative director of Sawdust and Glitter. I am based out of Houston, Texas. Um, I kind of got started into this um, about five years ago. So about like 2015, 2016, right after I uh, graduated from college, just kind of like looking on Pinterest with Pinterest, I feel like my entire life, you know, whenever I need like, I'm like, okay, I just want to work on something, but I don't know what I want to work on. It's like Pinterest is always going to have you down a rabbit hole somewhere and you're going to find not one, but probably maybe 10 projects, you know, like, where do I start? <laughs> but um, I mainly started because I would click on Pinterest and I would find the link. Um, it'll either just be like a photo or be a broken link. Um, you couldn't actually purchase or find that person who does that um, service or that product. So I started kind of like dissecting things I saw on there and I was like, this looks kind of easy. Like, I feel like maybe I could figure out how to do this. You know, YouTube University um, started making smaller projects on and off with like a nine to five and just kind of like put it on the back burner. And then last year in March actually got laid off. And so I had plenty of time to do nothing but Pinterest projects. So I bought a miter saw, got like a circular saw and like a tape measure and some hammers and things. And then I just started like following some other uh, do-it-yourself women and here I am like basically almost a year later <laughs> almost back to March again and learned a lot in the year um, following this pages and YouTube and it's been fun. Awesome well before we dive like super far into that um, where'd you I want to ask where'd you grow up and what were you interested in as a kid? 
Okay, so I'm actually from Houston, so I have not moved. <laughs> Used to travel a lot for work uh, pre-pandemic, of course, um, mostly like West Coast and like uh, Mountain West area. But as a kid, I thought I was going to be an ice cream truck driver. So that obviously did not work out for me, which I guess is a good thing. We're <laughs> <laughs> not be making any money. But um, I used to play The Sims a lot um, as a kid, begged my mom to buy me The Sims. And she was like, no, you're going to miss Peter too much. Finally gets me the Sims. And then every Sunday morning, I would get the um, Sunday paper, flip past the comics. Like most kids look at the comics and I'll go straight to the home section. I rip out those pages and give my mom the rest of the newspaper. And then I had a journal and I would start cutting out the floor plans. I once like build on the Sims and I would glue them in a, <laughs> in a folder. And then I actually never really played with the family on the Sims. I was just building like the homes. And then I, like, I had an entire neighborhood built. I had to build a new neighborhood. and. <laughs> That's just what I did was build homes on there. But um, definitely have always been like a creative kid. Uh, my mom actually let me kind of dive into that, letting me paint my like bedroom lime green one year, which was a mistake. That's the ugliest color you ever do. <laughs> Not one wall, all four walls were lime green. It was horrible, but she was like, whatever, you can do it, whatever you want inside your room. Um, but then from there, I actually went to Prairie View A&M um, to study architecture realized that I kind of didn't really like the design part of it. I wanted to be a little bit more hands-on. So instead of switching my major completely, I decided to double major in construction science. So I have a degree in both, but um, I actually currently work in um, construction project management now, but kind of helps me with the design side of it, having an architecture background as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, construction science. I mean, does do you get to get into any of the hands-on aspect of that? Or is it like... Like you said, like more, is it more project management type? More so just project management. So um, I work for a franchise uh, for Plant Fitness um, for the Houston franchise. And I just oversee our general contractor who uh, oh. builds like all of our clubs for us in the Houston area. Okay. Um, what were you doing before the pandemic hit? Were you still like in the construction field? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I've always been in the um, project management role. Um, just okay. for various companies, um, just kind of like super millennial, but hopping around. So <laughs> looking for a place to, where I can like, you know, grow and be that person like, yeah, I've been here 10, 15 years. And I'm like, oh yeah, two years <laughs> and on to the next. Did you, did you get to get hands-on experience doing any of like in college and stuff with those degrees? Um, a little bit. Um, so in architecture, we used to build our models for um, like our end of the year, uh, of course, project. We had like one big project a year in design. Um, of course, there's like a lot smaller of a scale because you're building it at like a 16th of what, of course, the actual right. building that you've um, designed on AutoCAD. Um, but then, I mean, it's not a structural type item because you could just glue it <laughs> in the sand and it's going to hold itself up. But mm -hmm. in the real world, you can just glue a building together. So um it's probably about as much as we got hands-on in college and then just kind of like walking the job sites, which I'm on um, probably every other day, um, just seeing like what the guys are doing, like, you know, all different trades and not even just carpentry. So like elect electricians, plumbers, just everyone just kind of like watching and just kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. just taking it all in as like notes for later. So before you started like, you know, deciding to kind of like make stuff for, for you, um mm -hmm. did you have any experience with like power tools and stuff no a drill and a hammer <laughs> that's about it <laughs> a tape measure 
but uh, definitely not any type of stalls or anything like that. Yeah. So like where, how'd you get, I guess, even to the point of like feeling like you, you, you know, like I got this, I can just go out buy this, this equipment and go ahead and do this. So actually, I think the first uh, pages I followed was Anika's Do-It-Yourself Life. And she was like, you know, anyone can do it. If I can do it, it's real simple. And I was like, okay, girl, like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, I really wanted to get into, like, reading books more. And I saw this hammock that she made. And so I was like, well, I want a hammock. So I was like, uh, I was actually in Tulum a couple weeks before that. And I bought like, just the hammock, like, bed part. And I was like, mm-hmm. why did I buy this? I don't even have anything to, like, tie this to. I have no trees in my yard. Um, and then I randomly that popped up on Instagram and so I was like oh this looks easy and then I saw the tool she used and I was like oh like I need like actual tools to make this Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like I have nothing better to do in my life right now so I'm just gonna you know just buy this power tool and to see what happens Um, maybe I'll use it again for something else and then Mm -hmm. now I use it weekly (laughs) yeah I think that's funny that you bring that project up because that's like the first thing I think of yours that popped up on like my Instagram, like mm-hmm. that I found you through was that hammock thing. And it's actually something I still need to build. Um, I too, oh, yeah. we, we too have a hammock and nowhere to hang it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely something that needs to get done. Um, so what were some of the other, like you said, you followed a few like uh, mm-hmm. other like women DIYers. Uh, so you mentioned Annika, um who else did you kind of follow at the start I'm trying to think there's one I think it's called smashing um I think her name's Alex mm-hmm. do it yourself and then a lot of them it's um like their house address is like the name of their page I don't actually remember um yeah what the house number is but actually the ones I talk to like most frequently are also like women starting out like with me mm-hmm. um so a little bit like I mean none of us really have like a full-blown name just yet but just kind of like bouncing ideas off each other um mm-hmm. like right now I'm building a board and baton wall like literally as we're speaking I'm like halfway through um just kind of like asking them questions like oh you know what size you know do you one by threes one by fours and just they'll ask me questions um and some women who aren't even just like carpenters but they'll like work on like string art items which I also do um just kind of like bouncing ideas off of like what brands do you use what pen are you using like woods like mm-hmm. that and this you know just lots of collaborations across the board. Yeah. How'd you, how did you come up with your, your name, your sawdust and glitter? So I actually made it, I think like in 2014, I was like, I want to start a blog. Um, I was like, I don't know what the blog's going to be about. It's going to be a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, kind of like, I didn't think I was going to be doing woodwork. So it actually fits perfectly. But <laughs> six years ago, just in my mind, I was just like, okay, you know, I want to like, you know, do something that's hands on, but also like, that's easy, but kind of like more like tutorial, but it's something mm-hmm. that's the end products, like with something everyone wants, like it's beautiful, it's pretty, like things people want to buy. Um, so I was like, there's a little bit this, a little bit that, and like sawdust and glitter was like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, encapsulates everything. And then now I actually am doing like sawdust and glitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, like you started a blog like six years ago. I mean, is, is that now current following your current projects? Uh, no, I actually don't even remember what that website was or if it's even like <laughs> active. <laughs> um, I was kind of like just doing like just posting things that like, you know, Pinterest, just kind of like uh, inspiration boards, things like that. If I did work on like a smaller project, I would like take photos and then uh, instructions on how I, like, I just did different things. Um, 
And then everyone was just like, can you kind of just pay you to make this? And I was like, well, I mean, that's not what this is for. I was just kind of like mm-hmm. showing you how I did it so that you can do it. And they're like, yeah, but I don't want to try to make it. I just want you to make it and I'll pay you. So then like, I just stopped blogging because no one cared about what I was writing about. They just wanted to like buy it from me mm-hmm. instead. So um, working a nine to five and trying to also like do this is like really hard at the time. So I just kind of like, like, yeah, whatever. But mm-hmm. then stop working on it. Maybe like a couple months out of the year, I would take it seriously. And then also like kind of like put it on the back burner again. And then on my vision board for 2020, I was like, I'm just going to give myself a full year of like, you know, don't, you know, roller coaster this. I like, just do it full on um, as much as I can, of course, with like a full time job. And then like, I guess God was laughing at me and then um, got laid off. And <laughs> he was like, all right, here you go. You have all the time in the world to do this now. So I was like, oh, man, like I took <laughs> joking, but. I guess this is my job now since I don't have anything else to do. And then um, it's been, yeah, a full year actually. Um, and it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. I mean, so is it like, has it grown into a full business or is it? It has yeah. mm-hmm. a full-time business um, trying to manage it. Cause I do have a full-time job now again, um, been working there for about seven months. So trying to just find time like on weeknights and figuring out which days of the week that I'm working and then like maybe just a full Saturday um so I can also like you know work out and just like do other things I enjoy doing mm-hmm. today's sponsor is rasp and file designs rasp and file was created to give new life to old things and create spaces that feel timeless unique and warm Your home and business should be your sanctuary, a place of solace, and your personal piece of art. The owner and woodworker behind Rasp and File Designs is Lauren Matthews. And you can follow along and find out more information on Instagram. Just look up Rasp Filed Designs or on the internet at RF designs.squarespace.com Yeah, so how, I mean, I guess, yeah, how'd you get it started into a business versus just like sharing about what you were working on? Um, just people DMing me, honestly, just the power of Instagram. <laughs> um, I know social media sometimes has like a bad rep, but like the power of hashtags and your friends and family, like just like reposting and uh, resharing things that you've done. And now like I talk to people like all over the world. I mean, we've connected now too, like probably from uh, hashtags. Um, so people I would have never probably met in life naturally, just walking like, you know, H-E-B or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just meeting a lot of people from there and then, um, people just DMing me, like asking like, wow, that's really cool. Like, I would love to have this. Um, are you selling it? And I was like, well, this is one of a kind, but I can like recreate it for you. Um, I'll email you and we can talk logistics and, um, you know, mm-hmm. scope of work, like stuff like that. And then just them reposting, honestly, was like the biggest uh, help to get me to starting as like a official business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're making pieces for other people or like, is your business more about creating content around what you're doing or is it more about um, selling pieces that you design and make? When I originally started in March, it was going to be just content like about what I was doing because I was posting on my personal page and then I mm-hmm. took a poll with my friends and I was like, hey, like, you know, am I being annoying by uh, posting <laughs> my projects on here? I was like, 
hit yes do you think i should start like a business page or like no just like put it on here still and everyone was like no like we want to see like a page of just like what you're working on so i made a new page and i saw the single letter um and then from there uh, people start saying hey you know can i order this things like that so i actually don't really get to work on stuff for myself <laughs> anymore because <laughs> i want to make sure i take care of my clients but um so my board and batman wall today is actually for myself which i've been thinking about for like like six months I'm like eventually we'll get to it I'll just throw myself right. in my project queue and uh, when I take care of everyone then I'll be able to like do a couple things myself and then get back to uh, my clients again mm -hmm. what's it been like uh selling your own creations it's definitely um trying to think of the word I want to use I guess like fulfilling in a sense, I mean, a lot of the things you could go to like World Market or like Target and buy, but it's nice to be able to like help someone with like a custom item because not every home is the same. Um, they might see a credenza that they like, but maybe it's too long or it's too short for them. So being able to like kind of recreate something from like a baseline that fits their house perfectly, I think that's really cool to like, you know, help those people out and also help myself out because there's a lot of things I want to do as well that I'm like, okay, this wall is bare. I want to do this, but I don't want to like buy a bookshelf mm -hmm. from Target because I'm going to have to buy a whole bunch of them when I can build it for cheaper and have it perfectly fit into my space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, like, what type of pieces do you feel like you do the most often? Most often, um, as of late, um, getting a lot of like closet install requests, mm -hmm. um, the board and batten wall, all I did was post like on Wednesday that I was going to do one and I had like 20 requests. Like I want a board and batten wall and I'm like, oh, okay, like <laughs> let me get through this one first to make sure I, you know, knock out all the kinks and everything so I can like um, offer this as a full service. Mm -hmm. um, so I went from making more like Jenga sets and like the smaller like, um, like metal racks. Um, I'm in a run group. So a lot of my uh, friends want racks to hang their medals on for my races. Um, just small oddball things, um, string art, just almost anything, a lot of doormats, a lot of stovetop covers. <laughs> um, so things that aren't really like too, um, I guess like complex. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm getting, um, for the past month and a half, I've been getting some more like uh, structurally sound type things that like, you know, finding studs and making sure like, you know, is this bench gonna hold itself up? Is this mm -hmm. shelf gonna stay on the wall and not rip off <laughs> the next day? Um, but I like the challenge of it. And I think it was a good progression from starting with like, this Jenga sets, which were like, you know, you can't really mess that up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like now I'm like, okay, I'm putting holes in people's walls. Like I need to make sure like I'm doing this right. Things are straight. Cause if not, things are gonna be rolling off shelves and the doors aren't gonna close and just finding out, you know, how all that kind of works. Yeah. So that's definitely like, sounds like getting more into kind of like the carpentry aspect mm -hmm. of it. Um, does it feel like a net, like, does it just feel like a natural fit, especially uh, like getting, did you say construction science in college? Yeah. And does it feel like mm -hmm. it's kind of like, yeah, this makes total sense? I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I took a lot of geometry classes and um, trig. So, I mean, I would never really use trig. I was like, why am I in this class? This is a waste of my time. And now here I am like, okay, the cosine <laughs> of this is <laughs> trying to figure out like, degrees and angles and fractions and like I think having that background definitely helped me um mm -hmm. I keep telling my friends like this is something that everybody could do if like if I can do it like everyone can do it 
Uh, I'm just watching YouTube videos, honestly, and then <laughs> kind of putting my own spin on things. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I could, you know, change it this and then make it like this um, to make it like fit whoever's like custom need that they uh, are desiring. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think it was easier for me. Like, I feel like I'm less intimidated by it because I have like that background. But a lot of these uh, women I follow on Instagram, like they're like in random professions and then they also were able to figure it out. So I don't think it's, it, I think it was easier for me to transition into it, but it's not impossible for anybody to do. Yeah. Do you see, I mean, essentially though, like you're spending a day job managing somebody else's construction projects uh -huh. <laughs> and you're spending nights and weekends like yeah. <laughs> managing your own construction projects yeah. uh, for clients. <laughs> Um, so do you, I mean, do you see turning it into like a full-time gig for yourself? For that, I would definitely have to like redo my entire business plan. Um, the amount of orders I have now, I could ultimately change it into a full-time job and I would unfortunately have to quit my other job, which I really, really like my job. So I don't <laughs> want to have it come down to that. But I mean, if it, you know, mm -hmm. came to that, I would definitely consider it um for that to actually happen I would definitely need like a storefront or like a, a wood shop well, I have my garage wood shop but like a mm -hmm. full-on shop and I would definitely have to hire help um to match the um order of demands I have for uh orders mm -hmm. I'm not there yet <laughs> to mm -hmm. be able to financially pay someone else and of course like figure out like benefits for it to be like a true job right um insurance because I mean we are working with power tools um that I would all have to be worked into like a business plan. Um, Cause I'm definitely like a few years out from that being uh, manifested. <laughs> but I we'll guess to think about, <laughs> is it a goal or right now? No, it's just right now. No, it's more, yeah. um, it was just a hobby a year mm -hmm. ago and now it's kind of like a full business. So I'm still trying to like absorb how that's like um, in my life now. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, it's the time I feel like if I, did like a full-time job it would literally be a full-time job and I may not enjoy it anymore mm -hmm. um so now it's just kind of like a hobby that I actually of course um I make money from it so a hobby that's kind of like you know part-time job mm -hmm. in a sense um and then I just have a separate bank account and I don't know what I'm doing with this money besides buying more tools right now um an LLC <laughs> right. marketing um you know just kind of like a full business you know with all mm -hmm. that but other than that, it's just like in a bank account, just sitting there. How do you, how do you figure out pricing for your projects? Um, so I add up all the material costs and then I just charge a percentage on top of that. That's how I do um, pricing. Unless okay. it's something that I know is going to be very like labor um, intensive, then I will like kind of tweak the numbers a little bit to make sure that I'm like making a profit um, and making a certain amount per hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, how does it feel to you, I guess, to set your own pricing? Um, sometimes, I know this is like, I got to take like out like the emotions of it because it is a business, but I feel sometimes I'm like, what I pay for this? <laughs> Always want to ask myself, I mean, it truly is like, I give fair pricing. So like when I tell someone the price and like, they'll either, you know, say, okay, thank you. Or they'll pay the invoice immediately or the invoice sits. Um, just different, you know, scenarios mm -hmm. or like they have to they can pay like, you know, installments. I work with people on that. Um, but I always ask myself, like, for the product that I'm getting, if I was a person like buying this, would 
I be comfortable paying this price? And usually it's yes, I'm like, you're getting a custom piece. Like it's Mm -hmm. not cheap, you know, for like the wood and everything. So it's, I don't know. I feel like it's fair. Um, I don't really, I don't know. Once I ask myself that question, I tell myself that, yes, I pay for this. Um, I feel pretty good about my pricing. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you ever undervalue yourself? Yes. I made lots of mistakes (laughs) last year. Um, there's a few projects. Uh, one that comes to mind is the connect four I made that I spent money on it. (laughs) Didn't make anything off of that. Um, so I get, um, one of my best friends, she kind of like scolds me a little bit and she's like, you're trying to do too much. You want to do like a little bit of everything. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like, I don't want to do just, I only do closets or only do Jenga sets. Like I want to be like, Oh, all around like carpenter. And so I want to be able to like do everything, you know, kind of figure out how like it works. And like, you know, for the most part, as long as it's not like metal or glass involved, I can probably end up finding a way to build it. Um, But sometimes because of that, I end up losing money because, uh, or not making anything at all. Because if it's the first time I've tried something, I kind of like try to learn from other people's mistakes on um, YouTube, which a lot of people don't post about the mistakes they make they only post like this project was perfect right it went smoothly <laughs> and this is it, material cost is only 150 and this is what I did and then like you start adding up material and you're like it's not actually what you said it was going to be or you forgot to you know say you bought you had to buy this tool or things like that um you know just making mistakes having to like you know go back to Home Depot and like rebuy a piece of wood because you made a, a too short of a cut and it's not gonna like work out um so definitely I sometimes lose money or break even on new projects, just not fully understanding the Mm -hmm. scope of work. But on new projects, I try to like build in like a buffer. Um, Of course, not to like get over on my clients, but like if unforeseen conditions, like things that happen, I'm just like, okay, I need to try to cover myself. But I'm definitely learning as I go. Um, Now, like starting off in 2022 or 2021, whatever you're in, um, (laughs) definitely um, I've done four or five projects this year. And definitely made a profit in all those projects already. So a lot better with pricing now. Mm -hmm. Hey friends, I wanted to tell you about an awesome brand I discovered that you might love as well. Have you ever spent a ton of money on clothing that was supposed to be high performance only for it to end up at the back of your closet because it just doesn't fit right? I personally hate when this happens. I get excited about a new pair of work boots and then I'm disappointed to find out they just weren't designed for me. Discovering Athena Outfitters was a game changer for me. Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women. All of their items are handpicked to meet the needs of women in the trades, not just sized down versions of items designed for men. They've got great workwear essentials like comfortable, soft, and safety toe boots and options for my active lifestyle when I'm off the clock as well. Shopping with Athena Outfitters saves me time and energy because I always know I'm getting a high quality product that also looks and feels great. Next time you're looking for gear with grit, check out AthenaOutfitters.com. That is a-T-H-E-N-A outfitters.com and use special code at checkout MM15 to get a 15% discount because you listen to the Maker Mom podcast.
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes sense. I think a lot of us do that if it's something we've never done before. It's like, you know, we don't feel confident in charging maybe full price or whatever for that. Because mm-hmm. part of it is like, a, it's a learning opportunity is almost what we're getting paid in mm-hmm. for that, Correct. <laughs> for that yeah. project. Um, so when you were like from in school and then into like the work world, um, are there uh, many other women in the industry? Um, on the project manager side, there were, uh, my first company, uh, she's actually still my mentor. Um, there were a few women there and also like in executive roles, but on the actual like job site mm-hmm. is a sprinkle every now and then um you're usually the cleaners at the end of the project um final clean construction clean type of job roles like that but I have seen a lot of women painters mm-hmm. and recently I've seen a couple of women electricians but other than that I haven't seen like any like plumbers or um things like that but it's definitely a hit or miss it's depending on which job site I'm on um it's like mm-hmm. one or two maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> so one second. <laughs> You're fine. What's your name? I'm I'm busy on call. After your call, can I put on this? Cause we haven't put on this for a while, and you're supposed to put on top of the nail polish. Yeah. Can Mama help you with that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At least she asked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so you've seen a little bit more women uh, out in the out in the field. Um, what about like, I mean, what, especially with some of the carpentry work, you're kind of been getting into, do you mm-hmm. feel like you see a lot of representation um, of other women doing that work besides I mean I know there's some accounts you follow on Instagram you know that are Uh women DIYers but do you feel I guess like that it's that there are a lot of women out there doing it not on the job sites that I work on no um the only type of carpentry we have is like a check-in desk that we build um that millwork's like the only millwork we have like in the entire project um it's pretty much an open box with like rubber flooring and wallpaper because it is a gym so I mean everything else is fitness equipment and everything um the lockers come like already pre-made things like that so they build like a bench in front of the lockers but other than that that's like the only millwork we have but Mm -hmm. um it's all uh, um, a crew of men doing that Mm -hmm. I guess I mean though like with your own sawdust and glitter do you feel like you know, you're unique, I guess, uh, building these things in people's homes for them? Um, in the Houston area, I would say yes. But I mean, Instagram, there's, like you right. said, there's so many accounts. I mean, I see that a lot of people are doing it and being successful at it. A lot of women. Um, I think that's really awesome. It's kind of like, you know, I don't like just watching what other women are doing as well. Like. <laughs> But um, I have a friend here in Houston. Um, she's actually an interior designer. Um, she went to school for interior design, uh, took a couple of furniture making classes. And so we kind of vary. Um, we do the same projects. Um, we kind of vary in the sense that she has more of like a, a furniture background. 
and she also does upholstery so she can like sew and do things like that where I don't want to get into sewing or doing anything like that and like tufting uh you know seats and right. headboards and I don't want to have any <laughs> type of that but she's getting the sense where people have like a old piece like antique furniture that's passed mm -hmm. down there in their family and like maybe it just needs to be reupholstered and she's able to like you know know where to like rip the seams at and like re rebuild it back and as for me I was just like look I have to start from scratch on this because <laughs> I don't want right. to mess up an antique and this is mm -hmm. like you know it's been in your family I've just I will be, be a little bit too nervous about that. So as far as like building some scratch, we can both do, but she's really good at um, refinishing um, old pieces of like furniture and things like that. Mm -hmm. Is this someone you've had as a friend for a while or uh, someone you've met through kind of the work you've been doing? Um, I've known her for about three or four years now, um, just from like the gym and like just, uh, friend groups that we have in common um, mm -hmm. and I actually didn't even know I think for like the first year or two that I knew her that she also did the same thing <laughs> and then I was just kind of like you know just more so creative because I just started about a year ago but um, just kind of like building smaller things and starting with like string art um, and then just now like a year ago getting into like woodwork um, just bouncing ideas off of her um, and things like that. Yeah I mean that's kind of nice that you get to have a in real life friend uh, to talk with about this stuff because I, I know uh, quite a few women that I've had on the podcast, you know, like they, they don't have anybody in their like friend circle or even mm -hmm. like close community that they can, you know, geek out about over tools or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Is there a larger, do you feel like there's a big woodworking community there in um, Houston? Um, I would say in Texas more so than Houston. There's a few other accounts that I follow that are um, kind of like more like on a personal level. Um, mm -hmm. Most of them are like in Dallas though, mm -hmm. um, a mix of women and men though, of course. But Houston wise, maybe I just haven't come across them, but people that, um, I would say the more personal level because um, I am friends with like maybe like their sister or someone. So I may not know them directly, but it's right. more of like that personal connection than mm -hmm. just like a random person from like a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, um, I, I don't know if it was Houston. It might've been Austin. Um, I was chatting with someone the other day who's, I think it, I think she's in Austin um, about there being quite a few woodworking programs um, mm -hmm. in Texas and in the area. Do you see yourself like going back to school at all into any of, in into more, I guess, woodworking skill type, uh, type classes? I would definitely take a like, um, like a short seminar type class, but I wouldn't want to go fully like back into like full-time school or mm -hmm. like part-time school. It would be like something that's more like we're doing instructions on this this weekend, how to, whatever right. the topic is, and just go for like the one weekend and that's it. Mm -hmm. What type of skills are you hoping to start learning how to do? Um, I want to get more into probably more closets. So like what I did was a pretty simple closet install, um, but I do like the closets that have like the built-in uh, like drawers. 
mm-hmm. things like that. Her drawers are really hard to do. <laughs> so that'll probably be like one of my next things um, to master is, um, you know, just make sure everything's really flush with that and like slide smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, so like more like the like Ikea type uh, closets you see where it has like the open shelving and underneath it is drawers and then yeah. it's like racks across um, some more complex closets like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you said you have a garage shop space? Yes, I do. So what kind of what kind of tools do you have in there that fill out your space? I have, of course, the miter saw, circular saw, a couple drills, um, my nail gun, which I think is like my favorite tool ever. <laughs> Use it like every week, just like the miter saw, a jigsaw. I just bought a adhesive gun today, which I did not even know that they made like automatic ones. I knew, of mm-hmm. course, they like the metal ones. So like I've been using that all morning. It's been like a lifesaver. <laughs> um, then like a shop bag and things like that. I think that's pretty much it. Do you have anything like at the top of your list of what you want to buy next as far as tools? Um, oh, I just bought a table saw. I've not used it yet. It's still like in the box. Uh, I forgot about that. So that <laughs> was my like Christmas present, but I haven't actually needed it, which I think is really funny because all last year I'm like, man, like I need to rip this board down like on my miter saw, I'll cut it halfway and then like I'll rotate yeah. it to the other half. <laughs> and then there's still like a little piece in there. And then mm-hmm. I just take my handsaw and just like exhaust myself to like I get it <laughs> cut through. It's not even, but I'm sanding it. Uh-huh. I'll it out. So, um, and I have not even needed it yet this year. So I'm like, man, like I got all these Home Depot gift cards. I'm like, yes, getting a table saw finally. I can't wait to like rip boards down. And then it's been two months and I'm like, I haven't even had a project where I needed this now. It's hard still in the box. But um, that was like my big purchase I was excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I probably need like, I'm trying to think probably just another type of saw I'm not really sure yet but there's so many different types of them and they all do different things which is crazy but yeah. um like when those dremels like the small little ones yeah. like I think I'll probably buy like one of those next nice today's episode is brought to you by toolmomstore.com Tool Mom and Company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, the products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, one has a circular saw with flames coming off of it. It says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. Where do you, what kind of wood do you typically work with for your projects? I use a lot of the common boards from Home Depot um for items that need to have like a finished surface of course and if mm-hmm. not then I just get like the regular like unfinished unsanded um 
ones they're sometimes in really bad shape but sometimes if you go like early enough in the morning to Home Depot they have like the bounded ones that like just came in and they're all 90 degrees and they're straight mm-hmm. and they're not curved and doing like weird things and splintered and <laughs> yep. so yeah do you struggle with with that have you had any projects like warp on you after you've completed them uh, no, I'm usually in the store for a while, like looking at things and like putting it on the ground and kind of like lining yeah. it up and looking <laughs> and I rotate it this way um, just to make sure everything's, you know, if I'm going to pay for it full price, I want to make sure like I'm getting like the best out of the lumber they have there. And it's also less work when you get it home. You don't have to try to like fill it in and like cough like the backside of it because it's mm-hmm. not straight and it just a, makes a lot more work and you pay the same amount for if you got a warped one or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, the pro- the thing I always struggle with is like if you buy it, like you know, band it off the- and you get it before it's warped. It's usually because it's still like sopping wet, and then it's like you got to get it cut and used pretty much like nailed in place yeah. that day. Um, otherwise, the more it dries, it's gonna end up warping on you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish there was just better better options for construction lumber because yeah because <laughs> <laughs> nobody enjoys having to deal with warped wood um no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um do you see yourself getting into working with hardwoods at all um a couple people asked about cutting boards and if so then I would need hardwood for that but at the moment um no I don't think so yeah um just not like it's not something you're interested in or um I guess yeah why why no hardwoods um so most of the projects I've um been asked about I just they just I didn't need it at the moment mm-hmm. um besides the two cutting boards I've been asked about that would be the first time I would need hardwood um it also comes with like learning how to um use a router things like that so like you know for the edges I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I guess that'd be another tool I need to start looking into, like kind of like buying to start rounding off edges. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where do you hope like to see your, besides like getting into closets and stuff, is there more projects like around the house for you that you're hoping to get to like this year? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it has nothing to do with like woodworking, <laughs> but I want to redo my backyard. Um, one of like my first Instagram posts I, and I moved into this house, um, it's a brand new house, so it was just stand in the backyard. And I thought it would be a great idea at the time to uh, <laughs> zero scape it. So like, I treated the weeds um, and then I put like, a, a weed tarp down and I like filled it with gravel, one giant flower bed in the back and then like a fire pit cactus or cacti and basically like Phoenix, Arizona type vibes. And mm-hmm. it was really cute for like the first year and a half. And then um, now I cannot control the weeds. And I think it's because like when my friends and stuff walking across it, maybe the rocks put holes mm-hmm. in the weed tarp. And now like- They're just everywhere. It's <laughs> a jungle. It's a mess. Um, I was gonna like try to do it like in January, but it's not grass growing season. So I said I'd wait to like March um, when the grass will um, stick better then. And I'm gonna basically redo the entire backyard. Um, probably do it myself if I have time. Um, I'm also getting like a dog in the summer. So I was like, this probably you wouldn't like rocks. So I'm going to get some grass <laughs> and get rid of the cacti and things like that. So that would be like my biggest project for myself. Um, besides this board and bathroom wall today that I'm putting in my bedroom. But 
other than that that's that's I probably it. would do other projects, but of course it's like a Pinterest rabbit holding. That was part of the project that I didn't really officially need in the beginning. And then now I'm like, you know, I kind of like that. <laughs> Maybe like an accent wall for my like living room with the TV, mm-hmm. some shelves or something, things like that. Has there ever been a project that you like turned down from a client? Um, a few, um, some based on just it not being wood, if they need like metal work done, I was mm. like, I don't weld or <laughs> do anything like that or glass work. Um, some projects I've had to turn down just because of logistics. Um, I make jokes on Instagram that my Mazda is a truck and it can only carry eight foot long pieces of lumber. And then if I turn at an angle, the width can be up to 18 inches, I believe, but I can only fit like two pieces in. So I have it down to like a team <laughs> what will fit in my car um there's been people who've asked for like decks and things like that um which I'm sure I could figure out how to do it but the problem is getting long enough pieces of lumber to them and like if it's something I have to make like 20 trips to the store it's kind of like do I rent a truck and then I have to increase like the price of it because like I don't have a truck and things like that and I just I had to turn down those projects because logistics wise I just it would have been too much to try to handle Mm mm-hmm What's your, like, it sounds like you pretty much get asked to do anything and everything, then regardless of what your past projects have been. Yeah, <laughs> I've been getting some random, random requests. Uh, so I'm asking if I can make a banner, and I was like, this is not Vista print. like, <laughs> this is not what I do, remotely close, <laughs> like, just one-stop shop, but it's not one-stop shop, shop. few, few stop shop. <laughs> So, yeah what's your random thing <laughs> what's your feelings about that like I mean I know it's kind of one of those things right if somebody learns that you're quote-unquote handy then it's like well they just like ask you what seems to be the most random things yes. ever <laughs> uh yes <laughs> yeah so like tell tell the truth does it does it annoy you at all when you get some of those requests um, not annoyed. I try to be respectful since it is a business. It's on my personal page. I can't, I guess, speak how it would be like, now, did you see anywhere on my page that I offer this service? Like, of course you can't say that. And it's like, thank you for considering me for this project. Unfortunately, I don't have the skill set or the means to, you know, mm-hmm. work on this for you. But if, it, if I do know someone who can do it, I will always share that page or that person's website and be like, Unfortunately, I can't do it, can't do it, but this person, um, this is their specialty. They do this all the time. I mm-hmm. would advise you to contact them um, and to share the wealth with, you know, other people who I personally know or don't know, just right. send them their way. <laughs> right. Um, do you ever turn down a project just because you don't want to do it? Not that you can't do it? Um, as of lately, just the amount of projects I have, it's not necessarily a no, it's just a not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, for them so I haven't turned down some just because I didn't want to it's just I a little bit over uh loaded right now so it's just like maybe closer to like you know the summer months I can maybe possibly do this for you and I was like just keep checking back on my Instagram um I'll post when I have openings or my website mm-hmm. you can um order um I have like a custom listing on there and they can just uh, check out with that um and then they can like submit what the items they're trying to uh, get created by then that way mm-hmm does that require like do they put like a down payment or whatever down with that custom yes. purchase? Mm-hmm. 
So it's a $15 design fee um, and it goes towards the um, project total. Um, so mm -hmm. it's not really to secure their spot, but it's more so just, you know, make sure they're like serious about purchasing. Yeah. And then like the $15 is just like, kind of like uh, before I actually start designing anything, it's more so like, okay, you know, what exactly are you looking for? You know, what's the timeline, colors? And then like, mm -hmm. I'll come stop by if it's something and do like a home consultation for, I'll stop by and like take my measurements and then like just put the legwork in to, um, you know, price everything and then put like my markup on it, of course, and then give them that price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's super, super smart to do something where, like you said, to make sure they're serious, right? So you don't mm -hmm. spend a bunch of time like, talking back and forth with them and then they're like eh, then the never mind sits. yeah some <laughs> voices sits there unpaid and I'm just like okay well I guess they weren't <laughs> serious about it I mean $15 isn't a lot so I feel like it's um you know people are willing to pay and if I had asked for something like you know $50 people are like whoa, whoa, whoa I haven't even seen what I'm getting yet like right what if I don't like it the design you send so I feel like 15 like helps me and them it's not too much or yeah. too little so what happens if like in your talk back and forth, like it just, it looks like it's not going to work out. Like, mm -hmm. is that $15 just like then the fee for like you taking time to work on designs and stuff? And, Correct. Okay. That's All right. not refundable. Not refundable. Yeah. Yes. That's good. Don't want to have to do yeah. that. <laughs> Correct. That's why I also made it low so it wasn't like um, people didn't feel like the risk of losing money if they changed their mind. It's right. What a lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what would be your advice to any other you know woman who is going down that Pinterest rabbit hole? Uh, you know, thinks maybe they want to get started with something like this. I would say definitely just, you know, go for it. I mean, what's to lose? I mean, of course the tools are expensive, but if you can maybe like find them like resell, things like that, um, or Facebook marketplace, a lot of people are selling like tools. Um, there's really nothing to lose. I mean, it's fun. It's like, you know, you get to do stuff for yourself um, on your own time. Mm -hmm. um, you feel like you're in, on HGTV, you know, start your own episode. It's like <laughs> on today's episode of, but um, <laughs> It's just a lot of fun. So my only advice would be like just to do it because like there's literally nothing to lose. And if you mess something up, I mean, there's always someone on Thumbtack or someone, you know, at Home Depot you can hire and they will help you fix it. Um, you put a hole in the wall or do something crazy. Right. Um, there's no way like literally to mess up. You, it's fun. Like, you know, it's a mm -hmm. hobby. It's a pastime. And if you come good at it, you can like, you know, start making money and, you know, use that if you want to like put it into like your business or if you want to, you know, pocket that money and take trips you know if you need that to pay for like your travel things like that like there's no like you know there's no downside of this it's mm -hmm. a lot of fun mm -hmm. awesome well sky we're at the end of our time together so i want to give you a chance to let people know how they can find you and follow along with you yes yeah, sure so um i'm on instagram at sawdust underscore and a n d glitter um and my website is sawdust dash glitter dot com <laughs> dot net <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's dot net <laughs> i'm thinking like it pops up so quickly on my uh i know phone and, like, yeah my computer. i'm like is it dot com or dot net because i just put s a and then it pops up and hit enter 
Pressure.net. Okay. <laughs> well, I will definitely like verify when I put the uh, okay. <laughs> links in the in the episode notes. So um, thanks so much for chatting with me today. No problem. Thanks for having me. I know we like went back and forth for months of what weekend worked for both of us. I know, I know. All right. Again, that was Sky of Sawdust and Glitter, and I will include the links on how you can follow along with her in the description for today's episode. So you can check that out in your favorite podcast app, or if you're watching this on YouTube, check it out in the description down below. If you enjoyed today's interview or any of the past interviews, please make sure you hit that subscribe, like, and comment button. That helps uh, get the word out about the podcast. Feel free to share about it with one of your friends as well, um, or anybody else you know who might be into DIY or making of any kind. Go check us out on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash maker mom podcast. And you can check out all kinds of different tier levels over there. Uh, different merch comes with it. You got coffee mugs and t-shirts and stickers um, or all of the above, depending on which tier you choose. And no matter what you choose over there, you get access to additional content such as live interviews, which means you'll get a link to the Zoom, you can hop on while I do the interview and then get a chance to ask your very own questions at the end of uh, our maker. When I'm not making podcasts, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor at freemanfurnishings.com or at Freeman Furnishings across all the social media like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, I say LinkedIn. I think I said LinkedIn. Um, I'm active daily on Instagram and TikToks. That's where you can see kind of the up to the moment project that I'm working on or whatever crazy shop dance I have going on at the time. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through our week and um, I'm hoping you are sticking with it, running through. We're on spring break right now. So spending extra time with the kiddos, having a blast. And I will see you all on Friday. Bye.